there's ways you can improve your sales skills and techniques and process and all that. But at the end of the day, it's up to that person whether or not they decide to buy. So if you're setting goals around how many sales you've had, it might be a little frustrating because you're not setting goals on something that you know you have 100% control on. CEOs often feel stuck in the grind of scaling their business and feel like they're missing out on the best parts of life, like family, friends, or travel. On this podcast, CEOs come to take themselves and their companies to the next level. Let's dive into the millionaire mind with your host, Dallin Schultz. Hey folks, just wanted to add a quick little disclaimer. We do have a little bit of audio glitching in this episode. And just want to let you know that our team works really, really hard to provide a quality product. But at the end of the day, sometimes there's technical issues and we did our best to improve it. But just so you know, you are going to hear a little bit of that through this episode. I promise you, it's not going to disrupt the message and you're still going to find a tremendous amount of value. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting us and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another Millionaire Mind episode. We are on part five of the six-part mini-series. So hopefully you've been finding some nuggets from this. They've very intentionally meant to be shorter so you can listen to it on the drive home or to work and just bring some common mistakes that business owners have made, including myself, make and, and bringing it to the forefront of your mind so that you can be more conscious of how to navigate these areas. So in most of the episodes, in every episode, I try to recommend a book related to this topic and share with you some personal experiences that I've gone through and might even bring in or mention a previous guest that we had a conversation with. So what you're going to get today is part five of this six-part mini-series that I've really titled The Six Major Mistakes Business Owners Make. Now, with that, what we previously have covered how not to start your day and the importance of having a morning routine consistently, not having the clarity of your own strengths and weaknesses, the inability to effectively delegate and how that could be damaging your business and preventing you from scaling. And then a big trap a lot of newer entrepreneurs fall into, and that's creating a solution before they identify the problem. And what today, what we're going to be talking about is the huge importance of small, consistent actions done over and over and over again. A way to summarize this, I would simply say the discipline, the doing the little things that have to get done that actually move the needle. So that's what we're going to be talking about today is taking small, consistent action. And I'm going to come right out of the gate and share with you my favorite book on this topic, and it's Atomic Habits by James Clear. One of my all-time favorite books, absolutely in the top five of my reading suggestions when people ask for personal growth, development, entrepreneur type books. He shares so many incredible examples in there of the importance of just doing the little things. And essentially what it comes down to is just compounding the little wins day in, day out that really make a difference. Now, you might only be making a 1% change in multiple areas of your life, but say there's 10 areas you're trying to improve on. If you do a one improve by 1% in each one of those 10 areas, collectively, you've just improved by 10%. So it's not taking these massive leaps. It's not taking massive action, although I do believe needs to be incorporated into this. And when I say massive action, I mean getting out of your comfort zone and doing something big, something extreme 
But really, if that's all you're doing and you're not consistent day in, day out with the little things, it's not going to get you to where you want to be. So one of my favorite examples that James shares in his book, Atomic Habits, he talks about the process of melting an ice cube. And this just resonated and rang so true to me because I'll be honest, the small, consistent action, the discipline, that's where I struggle because naturally I'm the idea guy. I get excited. I think I try to invite others and influence them into the vision of really what I'm trying to accomplish. So when it comes down to a checklist of things that need to get done, look, it's not that I can't do it. It's just sometimes it drains me and it's not where my strengths lie. But I've learned in my personal life to become disciplined in different areas. So that would spread out over into my professional life. But with me, I get this shiny object syndrome. I tend to see a lot of different potential opportunities and it distracts me. I got that squirrel brain, if you will, right? Just kind of going all over the place. And this has been huge for me to really dial it back and focus on the small consistent action because it seems much more obtainable for me. But by doing this, and as you're in pursuit of uh, accomplishing your goals in business and life, it can often feel like you're just spinning your tires and that you're not getting anywhere. And that can be very, very frustrating. Naturally, as people, we like to see progress. We get that dopamine and we feel good about what we've accomplished. And growing a business is hard because you don't get that all the time. Sometimes there's all this stuff happening behind the scenes that you're not even aware of that's getting you closer to your goal, but you don't know about it because you're not measuring it or you're just not aware of what's happening. So this example that James Clear talked about with the process of melting an ice cube, he says, look, you've got an ice cube, right? And let's say the temperature of that ice cube is starting at zero degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know Celsius, so we're going to go off Fahrenheit because that's what I know. So you got an ice cube, zero degrees Fahrenheit, right? Obviously it's frozen. Now let's say you start slowly applying some heat and that ice cube starts warming up to one degree, two degree, three degree, four degree. Now it's five degrees. What do you have? You still have an ice cube because the melting point of ice is 33 degrees. 32 is freezing, right? So we'll say 33 degrees is the melting point of ice. So even though you're applying heat and the temperature of that ice cube is getting warmer, it's still frozen. So even though you're making an impact, even though you're making a difference on that ice cube, you it looks the same. It doesn't look like anything is changing. And what happens is that a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs get into this journey. They start a business, they're not seeing progress, and they back out for whatever the reason is. And sometimes maybe it's the right move, and sometimes it's not. But the point he was making is all the way up to 31 degrees, 32 degrees, that ice cube is still an ice cube. So you may have been applying heat for the last 12 months, and it still looks like an ice cube. But once it hits that tipping point and it crosses over, now that ice cube's 33 degrees, what starts happening? it starts melting and you start seeing some progress and you get a little excited. And then as that temperature continually increases, the ice cube melts faster, faster, and faster. This is the metaphor he used for business and in life. So often we are making an impact. We are making a difference, but it's hard to measure. It's hard to see. And so we get burned out. 
and we back out or we leave the opportunity before we see it all the way through. And the whole point of his book, at one of my all-time favorite quotes, he says, you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. So your systems is really putting into place a procedure that day in, day out, rain or shine, you have a good system in place to get you closer to that goal. And it consists of small actions, small things that you can actually measure and control. And then from there, you just got to have faith and believe that you're making an impact. Hey guys, my name is Nate Hare. I'm the executive director at Directed IRA. Directed IRA is a company that exists to provide a solution for people that want to invest their retirement accounts, be it IRAs or old 401ks, into things like real estate or things outside of the stock market. If you want to invest your IRA or old 401k into investments like real estate, apartments, syndications, or the great investments that Rev Equity has to provide, make sure that you reach out to us. You can find our information on investwithrev.com or our website, www.directedira.com. Open a self-directed IRA and invest in alternatives today. And it takes time. For example, this podcast, I know there's thousands of people listening to it. And for that, I am so grateful very, very rarely do I actually get feedback from people on the impact that it's making. But when it does, it lets me know that I am making a difference and that people are appreciating it. And I got the special uh, message on Facebook from somebody that was tuning in and they ultimately decided to quit their W-2 job. By the way, I don't condone anyone quitting their job. I just really aim to encourage and inspire. But they left that W-2 job and decided to start a house cleaning business because of the things that our guests were sharing on the show. And it made my freaking week just hearing that. So again, it's the small consistent actions that you just have to have faith in and figure out really what those are. Now, KPIs, key performance indicators are one of the best ways, if not the best way to measure this because it's hard. It doesn't get measured. It's hard to really track progress on it. An important thing when putting together these KPIs or these small consistent actions, you've got to keep in mind of the things that you can control and the things you can't control. If you're creating numbers around things you can't control, that can lead to a very frustrating time. For example, let's say you're in sales. You could control how many times you pick up the phone and make a call. That is 100% in your control. Now, whether or not the person on the other end of the phone says yes and buys from you, you can't control. Now, there's ways you can improve your sales skills and techniques and process and all that, sure. But at the end of the day, it's up to that person whether or not they decide to buy. So if you're setting goals around how many sales you've had, it might be a little frustrating because you're not setting goals on something that you know you have 100% control on. Now, here's how you bridge that gap. So let's say you need 100 sales this month. And you know, because you've had KPIs and you've been tracking numbers, in order to get 100 sales based on the numbers, I need to make 1,000 phone calls. Okay. Now you divide that, say 1,000 phone calls over a month, we'll just say four weeks. That's 250 calls a week. And if you want to break that down daily, go ahead and do that. Now you have a number that you could control because you could control how many calls and how many times you pick up that phone. And if you know, hey, 
I make a thousand calls, I'm going to get a hundred sales. Now you're onto something and you're tracking a number that you could control. If you set that goal for a hundred sales, be easy to get emotionally involved when people say no. So again, set goals and set key performance indicators around actions that you 100% can control. Here's another example. Think about if anyone's currently trying to lose weight, improving their nutrition, going to the gym. Okay. Let's be honest. Most of us have probably been eating crap most of our lives. And so when you go to make a pivot into eating healthier, you can't just eat healthy one day a week and expect that to make a change. You've got to make that change day in, day out. and You've got to be consistent with it over time. Same thing if you want to go to the gym. If you wanted to build muscle, you can't show up at the gym one day a week and call it good and expect to see major results. Now you show up every day of the week, you combine healthy nutrition with that, you're getting adequate sleep, you're getting adequate rest in between your workouts. Now, after a few months, you're going to start seeing some progress and it's going to start compounding and you're going to feel better and it's going to encourage you and you're going to do more and more and more. So again, it's coming down to the consistency of these small actions. And maybe you don't want to cut out all the unhealthy food. Okay. Maybe you start, let's say you eat out five days a week. Let's say, hey, let's drop that down to three days a week. Start there. The important thing is to start somewhere. And again, if you can improve 1% across the board in multiple areas, collectively, you're going to make an impact on your individual life and self. And I personally believe that starts with your personal life because that's going to carry on over to your professional life. So again, taking those small, consistent actions, they're going to be different for you than they are for me. We're at different points in our journey. We're in different businesses, and that's okay. The important thing is that you be intentional with this. Write something down. In fact, on my phone, I've got this app. Let me share it with you. It's called Done. That's it. D-O-N. And the icon just has three little progress bars. But in there, you could create custom goals and you can set them for daily. And is it a morning goal, midday goal, evening goal? Is it any time of the day goal? Is it a weekly goal? And so you could set those goals and just add a click of a button, track where you're at with that. So this is actually where I keep track of my KPIs. And some of them, it's as simple as just exercising. Am I getting out? Am I moving? Am I meditating? Am I sending personal video messages to people? Am I making phone calls? Am I sending text messages or emails? There's all these goals and KPIs that I track on my phone. So every day, it's easy to update because I always have my phone with me. Then at the end of the week, I throw it into a sheet so I could start tracking weekly where all these calls are so we can see what's trending, what's working, what's not working. If we get a bunch of leads this week or a bunch of sales, what was going on in that week that led to it or what happened a few weeks prior that led to those. So again, you've got to figure out a good system to measure this. I can't recommend James Clear's book enough, Atomic Habits. If you haven't read it, absolutely go out and get it. So again, hope this episode brought some value today, at least brought this idea of small, consistent action to the forefront of your mind so that you can improve whatever process you already have in place. You can already, or you can improve that to see better results. So people have been asking me what my company does. And since I have you here listening to my show, I'll share that with you now. 
My company partners with busy professionals that are looking to experience significant tax savings, have more to invest, and even reinvest their hard-earned capital. And we work with other successful business owners like you by offering them opportunities to invest alongside us in large apartment deals. At Rev, we found that the most successful business owners have a strong desire to give and serve. And we simply provide the vehicle to enable them to grow and preserve their wealth so they can give up their time and financial success more abundantly and freely. If you've been wanting to get involved in apartment investing, but have been too busy to figure out where or how to start, then you can find out how I could serve you by visiting investwithrev.com and schedule a 15-minute discovery call. Most people don't realize that you don't need millions to get involved in apartment investing. It's very possible you can get started in an apartment ownership today. It can be overwhelming finding the right investment and the right operator, but at Rev, we make apartment investing easy. Again, this was part five of our six-part series. Our next episode is going to be the last one. And what that's going to be geared around is the importance of giving and the lack, unfortunately, of generosity that some business owners fall into by not giving enough. So remember, you can't have a million-dollar dream with the minimum wage work ethic. So go out there and earn your win for today, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hope you got value from this episode of The Millionaire Mind, a journey into the mindset of successful business owners. If you want to get results, you've got to take the right steps to get there. Dallin hosts a free weekly educational webinar focused on teaching you how to start investing in apartments so you too can experience the benefits of real estate ownership without doing any of the heavy lifting. There you can gain insights, connect with others like you, and ask Dallin all your burning questions about how you can start owning apartments today. Go to themillionairemind.us. That link is in the show notes.